And uh, <clears throat> this is not an AA meeting. Okay. Uh, Paul, here's the reading I picked, chose for today. It's on page 52, uh, second paragraph, uh, second sentence. Um, we were having trouble with personal relationships. We couldn't control our emotional natures. We were prey to misery and depression. We couldn't make a living. We had a feeling of uselessness. We were full of fear. We were unhappy. We couldn't seem to be of real help to other people. When we saw others solve their problems by a simple reliance upon the spirit of the universe, we had to stop doubting the power of God. Our ideas did not work, but the God idea did. And that's the reading. Great, you skipped one sentence, so. Uh... I did. Uh, because it had to do with paragraphs before that, and it really didn't make a lot of sense. I'll read it if you like. Uh, uh, so at the end of the bedevilments, it says, was not our basic solution of these bedevilments more important than whether we should see newsreels of lunar flight? Of course it was. Yeah. Great. Well, thanks, Jack. Uh, let me just read it again. Eh? So we had to ask ourselves why, oh, I'll start with the first sentence. We had to ask ourselves why we shouldn't apply to our human problems this same readiness to change our point of view. We were having trouble with, and then it goes on and on and on and on and on. Uh, obviously, Sooner or later, we come to the conclusion or we're brought to the conclusion. Well, first of all, welcome everyone. Paul Alcohol, nice to see everyone. But obviously, we're either brought to it or we arrive there or whatever, uh, that we can't change our attitude, yeah, our point of view. That's why this is what we submit to in the program. I really believe. Uh, a lot of these things lead to these descriptions lead to obviously the sense of powerlessness because who wouldn't want to change these conditions yeah so we can't seem to contain contain these change these conditions so we change our condition by getting loaded or drinking or looking at shit on the whatever internet and shit like that just trying to get some relief yeah, not realizing the problem. Uh, part of that problem is wanting to get relief for it, not from it. That's the truth, but for it. So, yeah, the first step is like we're pretty much fucked and we're powerless, you know, and we're not managerial quality. And then so you go to a meeting and you start submitting yourself to the suggestions that they give you, I hope. And, you know, the first ones they gave me was trying to sit in the front of the meeting and pay attention to whoever's speaking. It doesn't matter so much what they're saying, it's the attention being off of you. So use this hour to sort of get a vacation from you by putting the attention on others. It pulls you out of this orbit of self-centeredness. I had no idea any of that, but I got the relief that they were saying may happen if I follow these suggestions. So. I started to follow more suggestions. 
And then based all on that first step, which I felt like in my case, I was sort of struck by the first step. There was tons of tons of tons of evidence and it had accrued over the years, but the sudden whack uh, was the variety of what happened with me. I just saw that I was completely screwed and I had been in that condition, but I wasn't seeing it clearly. Yeah. And, uh, and the, right underneath that was a very important statement and I'm not managerial quality. Yeah. I don't have the ability to get myself of what I, what I get myself into. I can't get myself out of, so to speak. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Then I just, I felt like the major chore, the major, major mental mountain was, had been, uh, climbed or something had taken me over it because I didn't, I wasn't thinking I could manage anymore. Yeah. There was a lot of managing still going on, but definitely I saw, I saw something. And, uh, so I just followed our suggestions and things happened. And now like yesterday, I, I, uh, I didn't really party, but I had my 34th year anniversary of sobriety. Yeah, it's pretty damn cool. Uninterrupted, you know, maybe I took some medications at the hospital. I remember once when I almost broke my neck in the water and I was in the hospital and I had this weird experience uh, laying there that I had felt like I had two burning coal embers in each shoulder right here and right here. And it was really going off. And I so they said, all right, do you need any pain meds? I go, yeah, give me the smallest amount. And they said, well, it's from one to six. I said, give me one. So they gave me one and I realized that wasn't going to do it. And I went right to six. <laughs> I said, give me six. <laughs> I wasn't seen breaking into the medicine cabinet at the hospital three hours later. It wasn't because the intention before it was completely different than the old intention so <laughs> so yeah it's the same message every time during this these meetings the steps are sound the principles are sound we're not here adding on to the steps or the principles or the traditions or the concepts we're just hopefully uh, bringing some light to the exact nature of the wrong Yes, the book puts it in its vicinity, which is it's the problem resides in the mind. So that cuts down a lot of stuff. Yeah. So, all right. So the problem, there is no mind, is it? There's activities that we call mind. There's thinking, perceiving, but I don't think there's a mind sitting around Wilmack Avenue in Novato doing it. I think mind is a sort of a compilation of a lot of activities. Let's say there's a large uh, chapter of those activities called the mental processes. So it's thoughts, memories, percept interpreting and perceptions. So the problem is lodged in there. That's what it says. Yes. So you may be uh, wise to see that the, the, what we're relying on, these mental processes, have been infected with alcoholism. Yeah. So the thoughts are being used for a different agenda than maybe we know of, yeah? And 
the interpretation of what's happening may be actually directed to another audience, not us, yeah? It may be this idea of self, this idea of self-centeredness. And so the information that the self would acquire would be directed back to the self. So you would be in a loop of self-centeredness. And that loop is an uncomfortable little ride. So it usually provokes a need or a desire to feel different, yeah? so. We start doing shit, and then we some of us found alcohol worked, and then we found alcohol wasn't fast enough, so then we went to drugs, and maybe drugs weren't fast enough, so we started to inject the drugs. So as to try to get the ability to change my feeling as fast as I could was basically the only sense of control I had left, because everything was completely fucking unmanageable. Yeah, but I could put a needle in my arm and change how I felt. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately for me, when I started to drink, I realized I had magnetic appeal to people in uniform. So my wanting relief got a lot of a lot of nays, not yays, a lot of nays in the societal structure. People were very pissed that I was getting high. My mother, uncles, everyone else. So, but to me, it was like medicine. It was the only thing that worked to get out of this idea of self. So I feel the exact nature of the wrong is captured by page 64 in the book. If you're new here today, it's like the third paragraph. It gets the second sentence in there. And it's, it's just a direction of how to look at the inventory process you're going to launch into, yeah? And that is, we're going to look, we're being convinced self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. We will now look at self's common manifestations. And then the next paragraph starts with resentment. So the common manifestations of self that we look at through the inventory process, the initial one, are fear, resentment, and harms done to others in the pursuit of what we want. Yeah. So we look at the sexual arena because uh, it may be more obvious to see those behaviors in those relationships than in others. So these are the common manifestations. It doesn't mean that's all of, that's all of them. It's just these are the common ones. So it's an introductory inventory to see what? To see self by its manifestations has defeated us. Yeah. It says you should already be convinced of this because it starts the sentence being convinced that self manifests in various ways is what has defeated us. Now, many of us aren't convinced. We go into the, I feel humbly, we go into the inventory process with my resentments, my fears and my harms done to others. And we leave the inventory process And fifth step with my resentments, my fears, my harms done to others. It's like going through a car wash and the water never goes on. Yeah, you went through the car wash, but nothing got cleaned. Yeah. So this bondage of self didn't get cleaned through the inventory process. Now you have knowledge about resentments, but you're still holding them as yours. Yeah. So a resentment, let's say in the wild, may have like a two hour life expectancy domesticated by you and called yours can live for 60 years. As long as you're alive, it can be thriving. 
<laughs> you don't see the connection between the resentment and my resentment. It's completely different. Maybe you're, you know, you're not going to see it like a small truck and then a bigger truck. You're not. It's an activity. It can't be pictured, but it definitely can be felt and sensed. Yeah. So just say the word money and say, all right, I look at everyone here and I wish everyone here has a lot of money, but I don't want them, any of them to have my money. Yeah. Now the money, the word hasn't changed, but the meaning has. How did the meaning change? Something before it changed the meaning of the that which came after. We're playing the role of before. <laughs> so it would be helpful to realize how much meaning you're giving shit because the meaning you give shit, that's what it gives you. Yeah. So if you believe you're the thinker of the thoughts, the thoughts can own you. They can ruin your day, which they never did when you were young, when you were three or four. There must have been thoughts going on, but they had no sense of ownership, so they came and went. Yeah, you throw a tantrum for five minutes and then you'd be fine. Yes, now you've got a vendetta held for 50 years. What's going on? What's giving it the life? Did the resentment grow? Oh, I had a little baby resentment and now I have adult resentments. <laughs> I don't see. So this is the, this is the simple, invitation of this platform a diagnosis of the exact nature of the wrong the exact nature of the wrong of alcoholism is not alcoholism it's bondage of self it's an identification as self yeah that's the bottom line that's why the thing that drove you crazy that was talking to you before you got sober is still talking to you after you got sober that has not been replaced it has not been thrown out yeah so basically the act of being identified as self isn't something you or i are doing it's something the mental state where the problem resides is implying it's not even suggesting it just takes it to be god-given fact that if there's a thought i'm the thinker of it if there's an action that came through this body i definitely did it and not only did I do it, I chose to do it. Yeah. And I could have not done it, but I chose to do it. So, yeah. <laughs> Some of us knew there was no way that was going to change. So we got loaded fast. <laughs> There's no way I'm going to get out of this as that so let's go for the secondary option which let's forget it as fast as i can and as long as i can all right i'll drink a lot of beers and do some shit yeah <laughs> it's called the bondage of self yeah the self suggests something that you're the thinker you believe it now the thoughts can own you yeah the thought the self suggests this activity of selfing suggests that you're the feeler of shit now that feeler can ruin your hawaiian vacation that one feeling <laughs> you can get up on stalking charges by having one jealous thought that held is yours <laughs> 
and tell me we're not masters of changing. We would do anything to change how I felt. But none of that was directed, not by spirit, and it wasn't, and it can't be called growth. You didn't go anywhere. You change your feelings constantly, yet you're in the same hole. What AA does is it directs change, which is growth. And it takes you and it allows you to outgrow shit that you used to dwell in. Yeah. And this is the way of life, the simple means, the 12 steps, service pronounced, all this stuff. Why? Yeah. Why is there nine steps after the third step? Because the third step, we're not in a, we don't have the ability at that point to turn anything over to the care of something else. We've been taken over by this thing called alcoholism. We need to do the working steps to weaken that hold so something else can get introduced, which is what we deem the higher power. Yeah. So it's sort of like a little dog running supreme. And the only thing that's going to stop it is you, if you introduce a bigger dog. You are not the bigger dog in this example. The higher power is the bigger dog. It comes in, the little dog fucking rolls over, and you're now free of the little dog's tyranny for a day at a time for 34 years. How's that? Yeah. Isn't that long enough to prove something to you? I hope so. <laughs> don't ever talk, don't ever listen to someone who's in the problem describing the problem. You want to hear about the problem from the solution, the solution. Yeah, the solution is freedom from the bondage of self. Yeah. That person has seen shit. Someone who's in the problem can't see. Yeah, it sees that the problem is foreign to it. Yes, it sees that because it's foreign to us, there's a possibility I can be free from it. I am not in the bondage of self. The activity is still going on, but I'm not in the activity. Yes, I see it as an activity that has a foreign source. And therefore, when it says abandon yourself, I don't think it's called abandoning me. I believe it's abandoning self, this idea of me. I abandon that idea of me and then I get a new idea of me. Yeah, through this process, I get a new attitude and a new outlook. I get a new freedom and a new happiness. Yes, not the same old, same old or revised or rehabilitated one, a free, completely new. Yeah. All I got to do, stay on the operating table. Don't get up. Don't play doctor. It goes rather well. Yeah. Yeah. But at least if you had the exact diagnosis, you would stop calling what has defeated defeated us you. You would, you would see that self is what has defeated us. They're different. Us is us. Self is something else. And I think it's a mental uh, manufacturing. Yeah. And if you can't seem to get out of the factory, that's called you, which is seemingly manufacturing misery, but the factory can manufacture a lot of stuff. It just needs a new director. Yeah, or we call it the new employer. Yeah, therefore, that which used to manufacture through me uh, misery is now manufacturing and easing comfort. Yeah, right now. And I've been clear about everything since that day that I'm not the doer of this shit. Yeah, 
something has done for me what I could not do for myself. My role is to be very clear, I cannot do this for myself. This is not, AA does not turn into a self-help program. It's a higher power reliance program all the way through. You don't get the reins back in your life. You get the freedom of having someone that knows how to drive it, drive it, yes? And you know the tree by its fruits. If you've been in AA, one of the things you've probably seen is you could stay sober a day at a time. Most people never even entertained that before AA was developed, yeah? They were all in fucking jail or asylums or up in the attic or in the fucking cellar getting lobotomies and shit like that. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. I hope at least uh, tell the difference between resentment and my resentment. And if resentment is a manifestation of self, why do you keep calling it yours? That's, this isn't like a, a thesis, a PhD. It's simple seeing. Yeah. Does money change when my is put in front of it? Does the meaning of relationship, let's say I have a girlfriend, very nice, we're having a great time. One day in my head, she gets christened my girlfriend. Now I think I can check in her emails and park in front of a house because I want to know what my girlfriend is doing 24 hours a day. Yeah, that's the my, that's the bondage area. You're bound to thoughts as the thinker of them. Yeah, and the funny thing is, there was so much binding. And when I heard people share their thoughts, I couldn't believe it at AA meetings. And I, I came to two conclusions. How did these people get my thoughts? Or oh, they can't be my thoughts. Yeah, if everyone has them, how can I call them mine? Yeah. And at least a large swath of what was flowing through the head was seen as alcoholic. And I got, I, that produced space and relief from that, the bondage of that. Just by seeing they weren't my thoughts, I had some freedom from them, yeah? But you don't even know that the language is constantly rebinding you to the idea that you're the thinker. You can't change the language, but you can see that. You can see that all day you're talking as if you're the doer of a lot of stuff you have nothing to do with. And that you're the thinker and the cause of tons of stuff you are not a cause of. And it just goes, the language just keeps supporting it. And we just speak it very nonchalantly. And we call up people, oh, I want to talk about my resentments and my fears and my this and my that. That's the bondage of self. Yeah. You weren't dragged in and handcuffs were put on. You wear them like jewelry. Yeah. You go see other inmates and you check out how tight theirs are. And then you think, oh, I'm a lot better than them. She is. Yeah. My, mine are gold. I can almost convince myself they're bling. Yeah. They're still bonding, bonding. What do you think bonding is? Bonding is you take one thing and you bind it to another, yeah? The bondage of self is us 
bound to self. The us is seemingly forgotten, and then it's self thinking it's bonded to self. No, it's us bonded to self. That's an activity, a mental one. Yeah. If you're relying on the mental state, you're probably seemingly maybe in that bondage of self right this moment. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because the us seems to be completely forgotten. I don't feel like I'm bound to anything. Yes, that's the beautiful. That's a success of the system. It has you convinced you are that which you're bound to. You believe yourself. We believe we're self. Yeah. So we don't see the all the glue that's being applied. Oh, this is just about me. I just love thinking about me and thoughts about me all day. That's the glue to keep binding. So you're like loving the glue and you're watching it being applied. And then you why am I stuck? <laughs> why am I stuck? You've been lathered with glue and brought up to this idea, bondage of self. There you go. I'm bonded to self. How? How? Did someone come? All right, it's time to glue you. Yeah, we've recognized the glue is weakened. Let's go. Give us your whole left side. Okay. Put it on, lather it on. As soon as you bound to self, you'll forget everything. Okay. Bond to self. Oh, I've got to go over my resentments. I picked up a few yesterday. I'm going to cultivate them, water them, fucking share them with others. Yeah. <laughs> Bonded, bondage of self. Yeah. What's missed there is us. Us bonded to this idea of self. How does it do it? The faith that's put in the thought system has you believing a lot of shit that's not true. It's, it mostly dwells in what's not happening and it's making mountains out of molehills and it's doing whatever it's doing because we have an incredible power. We are, we represent a huge amount of power and hopefully you realize you've got to put, you've got to open up to have it put into some better hands. Yeah. Because this shit can create exquisite suffering where you're sitting. Yeah. I've seen it. I've seen, I've sat this with next to someone a half inch away. They were in a motherfucking hell while I was pretty chilled out. Yeah. We all have our own private Idaho's man. It's like a little private porn theater and you're just getting screwed. You're not getting out of that as that you're not self can't get out of self. So why, why is that the case? Then why is the solution? Uh, you're not identified as self. That's the solution. Yeah, because in a way you are identified as self. That's the bondage. Yeah. Oh, I don't think so. Well, let's say if Stanley was manifesting through you and your name was Paul and Stanley's common manifestations through Paul were resentments, fears and harms done to others. And every time Paul noticed Stanley's fear, he called it Paul's. If it, every time he noticed Stanley's resentment, he called it Paul's. Then Paul would be in the act of being identified as Stanley. Yes or no? Manifestations are coming in. Yeah. But when they come in as Stanley's, they go out as Paul's. 
That's the bondage. Yeah. So if you're new or not, if you want to take a small little sample, do a mini little inventory looking at how self has defeated you and write out the common manifestations of self and try to look at it with those pair of glasses. And maybe you'll see something new in it instead of seeing the same old, same old, my resentments, my fears, my harms done to others. Yeah. Maybe you recognize they're not yours. And I'll tell you something, just like another conversation in, in the other room, if, it, if I'm really interested in it until it's not about me, it's the same thing in the head, really. Yeah. Well, so there you go. Uh, that's all we really have to offer. There's incredible professors of every sentence and dictum of the book and incredible yeah incredible but i felt there was a lacking of a clear diagnosis of the of the root of the dilemma and so here we are and and here we are been here we are for 20 something years <laughs> and if you heard me years ago it hasn't changed really because to me <clears throat> There's no need for it to change. We, there's a need for it to change, but the diagnosis of it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Anyone's problem? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if anyone has any questions for Paul, uh, you can raise your hand, and Mike will pick on you. And uh, congratulations on uh, 34 years, Paul. And uh, thanks for staying sober. It's obviously worked. Okay, uh, Jack and, and Paul, we have a question in the chat from from Kaiser. Kaiser had a question in the chat. He's unable to ask it right now, so he wanted me to ask it. it and it goes like this, Paul. When working with a sponsee, how do I explore the topic of my resentment versus just resentment? And the instructions in doing inventory or doing the reading of their fifth step. Well, get to it before, bring it to page 64 and read that statement. I mean, it's not like hieroglyphics. There's not secret meaning in it. It's a sentence. Starts with being convinced, which is a requirement for most of the beginning steps, is being convinced. It doesn't say we're hoping to be convinced. We were convinced one time, but no, being convinced right now, yeah, based on the observation, based on the evidence that has opened up to us since we've entered the program. Being convinced self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. So the basic statement is self is what has defeated us, yeah? Yeah. It did it through the manifestations in various ways, but the basic endpoint is self has defeated us, all right? so. Being convinced self-manifests in various ways is what has defeated us. We will now look at its, self's, common manifestations. The next paragraph, resentment. Now, of course, he switches and then describes the inventory differently. But this is a very clear, because I don't believe Bill W., these people wrote the book. I believe the book was a download for sure. Yeah. So here, very clearly, is a way, I'm not saying the only way, 
but I think it's a very underused way of looking at the inventory process, which is, all right, we're going to look at self's manifestations. And by seeing the manifestations, in other words, you'll know the tree by its fruits. So by seeing the fruits, we'll get to the tree. Because selfing, there is no self, it's a mental activity, yeah? So you're not going to see it. You're going to sense it and feel it and you'll be moved by it, but you're not gonna see it. And it may be super heavy, but you won't be able to put it on a scale, yeah? It's a mental activity. You have to get clear about this, a mental one. So, all right, so therefore I do, I give the, I give this direction to a person. Maybe not everyone I meet, but maybe someone, I think he's got something. So I go here, bro. Take a look at this. Yeah. And if you want a right one with you in it all, great. And if you want, if you want a right one looking at self's manifestations, great. And let's just see, because they'll produce different evidence. You'll see something differently if you're looking at your resentments than if you're looking at resentments. <laughs> you will. I'm telling you. Yeah. It's going to produce a different answer, different effect. What the answer was for me was, I'm not that. <laughs> that was the great answer. Thank God, I'm not that, which has defeated me. Yeah. So basically, that opened up to the possibility of not being defeated anymore. Because how it was defeating me was under the camouflage of being me. Yeah. Through my identification, I was open up to its defeat. Yes. And I continue to. I'm open up because his manifestations may still be trying to get through. And if I keep calling them mine, they've sort of got like an easy pass. Yeah. They're just going right. They're not, the papers aren't being checked. There's no toll booths. They're just going down my little highway of life, fucking causing shit, <laughs> doing that, calling AAA every day. <laughs> So the big, uh, the big little, you know, was let's say a huge machinery and only one little nut was holding it all together. And that nut was identification as it. When I saw self as other, the possibility of being free from it became available. And then the head had shown me how I've been trying to be free as it since I've been six years old. It gave me a, like a, a panoramic view of my life in about a second. And I saw, uh, <laughs> uh, the true feeling of self can't get out of self because that's what it was the being attempted constantly. <laughs> Why do you think that's such an, uh, important statement in our community? It didn't, it doesn't come from the big book. It comes from a lot of people observation through the process of the program. And they realized they were trying to get out of the pro, you know, out of self as self. <laughs> they recognized the exact nature of the wrong. It didn't get galvanized enough to get, you know, standardized put out in the meetings, but we're hoping that's going to change yeah, over these years. Yeah. 
that maybe there's instead of, all right, bro, you can look at it this way or you can look at it this way. Look at page 64. Now go home and start writing. Not about your resentments, but about resentments. Yeah, see what happens. Yeah, it's right there. It's a, it's a direction of how to do an inventory right on page 64 in the big book. Yeah, I just wasn't, that's not how I was directed. I wasn't. I came in with my resentments and I left with my resentments. <laughs> I, I may have had less of them or maybe I had more knowledge about them, but they were still mine, seemingly. You know what I mean? It's sort of like uh, there's a difference, like, say, if I go to the park and there's 20 kids, who am I going to look at? The ones that's mine. Yeah. So this idea of mine puts you into a relationship with whatever comes after. And to have a relationship with a resentment may last 50 years. Yeah. And especially if they enter the level of justified, forget about it. You'll pass it on to your family after you pass away. Don't forget, keep hating Uncle Bill. <laughs> My last dying wish. The motherfucker. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, Dad. I'll carry out the torch. Shit, it's insane. Completely insane. <laughs> so. Hey, oh, we have a couple hands up. Yeah, yeah. Interested. I'm interested. Uh, let's, okay, let's see. Uh, uh, oh, okay. Uh, King Baby. Hey, hey, Paul. Hey. Yeah, you just you just made me think of a even worse. I have regrets about my resentments, but that's an interesting one to regret a resentment. But um, no, the real question is this: so sometimes I hear you say, "Just know that you're not that," and and there is a recognition that I'm not that voice in my head. But then it feels like a, I'm, I'm working on a different position. It's still a separate position. I'm not believing that. Don't worry but about I'm that. Witnessing. Don't worry about, about that. that. Just take the position that works now and then time will change it. Yeah. Because the position isn't the source of it, it's an expression of it. Yeah. So, you as an expression of this idea will grow. The idea doesn't grow, your expression of it grows. Yeah. So just find out that what works, what gives you a sense of space between the thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. The difference between my thoughts and thoughts is space, really. So just start feeling space. You know, a lot of things can go pretty well if they're based on relief. Yeah. If it brings you relief. Yes. Yeah. And then, and then that, 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 that doubting might be. That totally changed over the months, over the years. But the relief is what's, is the real freeing agent. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, don't try to, do not make a mistake of intellectually injecting non-duality into the program especially in an early stage 
Yeah. Just do the program. It will make non-duality, it will allow non-duality to be a live idea in your life, not a mental one or an intellectual one. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. Yeah, non-duality is a complete, you don't arrive at non-duality. It's just a fact, yeah? So we don't have to talk about it much. Will it have an effect in your program of recovery? Probably. Can I apply that effect and direct it? No, yeah. You're not gonna use it as a tool. There's enough tools you can use here. Non-duality is a fact. It's basically negating the whole idea of you <laughs> and all the tools and everything else. It's negating the basic ba game board of Monopoly, uh, the boot and the Eiffel Tower and everything. So basically right now, just to get the boot resold, so to speak, and then worry later on. Yes, yeah. <laughs> just get, just, Admit you're fucked in Baltic place. <laughs> yeah, tell the truth that you, or you run out of get out of jail free cards and just be honest about where you find yourself or listen to someone else who can be honest about where you are and uh, take it from there. Yeah, non-duality isn't going anywhere. You don't have to study it or shit like that. Okay, Paul, we have another uh, hand up. Uh, it's uh, Grateful Dave. Grateful Dave. Make sure he's on Hey, Paul, thank okay. you so much for today's uh, talk. Um, so I was introduced to you uh, about a week ago, you know, and um, everything made a lot of sense. You know, it, it hit pretty quick. Um, I'm not new to spiritual ideas, even the ideas of duality. And, you know, it's been a struggle my whole life to try to find how to be non-dual, right? As suffering, <laughs> uh, as a Buddhist meditator, you know right away that duality is the cause of the suffering, right? Um, but one thing that, so I applied it in my life and I had uh, one of the most peaceful times that I've had in years, you know, arose within the first day or two. But what keeps being sticky is the emotions, the physical pains in the body as they arise, right? The, me the mental, it's easy to see, okay, that thought, that's not me. But sometimes my thoughts don't arise as thoughts, they arise as a physical sensation uh, and a lot of pain inside the body. And it's a lot harder to look at that for me and say, that's not me because it's so loud, you know, and it's affecting every part of my physical system um, and just uh, wondering what some thoughts on that are and uh, my only technique I know how to relieve that is meditation and should I continue to still do my meditation and use my tools um, so yeah, well, that's a definitely. yeah that would be a suggestion I'm no authority but that would be a suggestion and also service pulls you out of the the uh, see the head uses the body's uh, let's say the strings of the body to, to convince that its song is valid. Yeah. So it's, that's, it's being, if it can produce an effect and you feel pain and stuff, it's, it's a way of verifying the uh, very weak story. It keeps running in the head. Yes. So 
the way you're saying it is at that point you're outmatched. So therefore then it's good to have some skillful means and to, uh, you know, you can't convince the flies there are no shit. So now you just got to move the shit, <laughs> do, do something, some service or something else. Yeah. Take the pressure off and then it changes. Yeah. This isn't a like, you don't become a devotee, like a rigid fundamentalist devotee of non-duality. <laughs> yeah. Non-duality is like, brings a flexibility to you're flowing through different levels at different times, yeah? So while you're not having body, uh, incredible body discomfort, enjoy the hell out of it, <laughs> yeah? And when you do have it, you don't have to uh, let the head pile on with a lot of mental suffering. You can see it's not you and stuff, yeah? And so just like we used to say when people yeah, on one level, the absolute is there is no house, there is no person, and there is no fire. And then there's someone who's in a house, and the house is on fire, and they're getting super hot, and they keep chanting, there is no house, no. Just find a pail of water, and put it out, and then maybe you'll see that you're at a lot of fires. Maybe you're a fire starter. And then you tell the truth, and then things start fundamentally changing. Yeah, so, yeah, I understand that. The... The body, uh, when you're in pain, emotional too, the, it attracts the attention and interest. And it's difficult to, to wish away the interest and attention from that pain and stuff. You've got to use, sometimes you've got to resort to doing something, you know, take a bath, doing service, something like that. Like a lot of people I recommend just start watching Bloodline on Netflix. It's well-written story, pretty good. <laughs> It'll take your attention off of uh, the shit and then ask that power to remove it. And maybe when you go back, the shit will be gone. <laughs> the flies aren't there for you. They're for the shit. So the flies will go. Yeah. It's like the idea of moths. Moths are driving you crazy, but you're sitting right under a light. So you're trying to swat the moths and shit like that. And you're taking it personal. Just take the bulb out, the moths will disperse. Yeah. <laughs> now you and I can't take the bulb out. That would be more electricity into the bulb. Yeah. So we ask that higher power. Yeah. Take it the step. I really like the idea of step six and seven as an activity. Because if you are starting to see what you're not, it's it's great to bring that what you see to step six and seven and let the higher power sort of extract the gold out of the handcuffs and maybe make a nicer line of jewelry. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my suggestion. Grateful, Dave. Yeah, there isn't uh yeah. Obviously what we'd all like to be having the fun of being a body but without any of the problems. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's a heads. That's a that's a the heads ma major wish. It's made a deal with the devil in a sense. It gets its 
uh, veracity for its story of being a, a doer, a thinker, a feeler by the body image. But I don't think the head really likes the body at all. It feels a little bit contained and it's hoping that it's going to split when the body dies and go to into a better version. It doesn't realize it's like a voice box of the body. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. When the body passes away, the voice stops. <laughs> it doesn't fly to a, you know, a nubile, lissome teenager body. <laughs> it ends. Oh, I was just thinking. <laughs> there we go. Bye bye. You'll have no memory of what you're not as what you're not. There's not going to be any memory of what you're not as what you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Give me another minute. <laughs> so, <laughs> what's good with this whole idea, if it's not you, it takes down the volume of the system. Yeah. That's what it does. Yeah. This is where you can't know about people because I've never been in a deep depression, I don't feel. And definitely not for like months. So I have no experience with that at all. I do know it's probably promoted by the same basic stock model of self-centeredness that promotes its story here, but the volume is up, yeah? And so the people are really, it's really loud and really persistent and this or that, yes? Now, seeing it as not you brings the volume down. You can't turn the volume down. When you turn the, the knob down, you're turning it up, yeah? Self can't get out of self. But when you have a sense that all this isn't you, it does bring a, a shift in the volume, yes? of the thing you're listening to. Yeah. Like one little notch can be a world difference. Yeah. That you what you used to take for granted, you now are suspicious of in a healthy way. Yeah. So anyone else, Jack? Jack? Jack, come in. Earth to Jack. Uh, Sorry, Jack I uh, muted myself. Oh, we have a, a question from uh, Donovan. Donovan? Donovan. Hey, Paul. Uh, Donovan here. Uh, thanks. It's good to see you again. Uh, um, it's been an interesting year. And... Um, been a lot of help uh, coming to these meetings and uh, watching the videos. So thank you and congrats on uh, 34 years, brother. Um, could you talk about the advantage of and the payoffs of doing step nine uh, when it comes to uh, seeing self and the freedom uh, going along the ways and helping to achieve that freedom from the bondage of self and how step nine uh, helps us in, yeah. in, in doing Thanks, bro. Well, in my own experience with step nine, that was probably uh, had the most profound effects in my first year of sobriety, I would say. Yeah, because uh, 
my idea uh, of dealing with the past was to avoid it at all costs. Yeah. So let's say if my left arm was bleeding, I would just look right all day. It was that extreme, really. So the strategy I lived under was, uh, you know, if I felt someone was mad at me, I'd, maybe I'd move to another state or something. Yes, <laughs> there would be some extreme fucking solutions to shit. And there's a huge amount of pride in a in a completely devastated, incomprehensible, demoralized condition. There was a lot of pride in there. Yeah, like I didn't want to face up, you know, to uh, ripping someone off or whatever, not paying the phone bill and shit. So when I first started the ninth step, I uh, my sponsor had me do it with the all right, write down ones that you're willing to do right now yeah and then write down the ones you don't not that keen on doing and then write down the ones you don't want to do yeah and just start with some of the young ones the the easy ones but the thing is once i got around that point once i got around that uh point people who i had been conveniently avoiding i kept running into them yeah I mean, I remember I was driving. I saw a guy I owed money to for uh, not paying a phone bill when we were roommates. My first urge was to take off and make a left, but I pulled over, called him over, gave him 45 bucks. Yeah. And there, that was an amend. Now I was at another concert. I saw a guy that I owed money for from cocaine. Now that was more self-serving because I thought if he saw me, he'd kick my ass. So I decided to beehive him after the show and give him the money. <laughs> and the only reason why I had money was I was sober. Yeah. So then, um, and, uh, one of the ones is my famous, my favorite example was I used to live in this area of San Francisco called North beach, which is very difficult to ever find a parking space there. Yeah. So I used to go to this market, Rossi's market, with a long trench coat and I'd steal a steak, like a flat steak and put it in the back and then three 16 ounce little cans of beer. It was my carbohydrate uh, for the day, my carbs for the day. I mean, so I, uh, and I didn't get caught months. I did this like a lot. So when I got sober, there was a great meeting in North beach and, uh, I would go there on Thursday nights, but I would not drive down the street of this market. Yeah, I just avoided it. And it only came up while I was going Thursday night, but I did not want to park. I didn't want to see Rossi's market. So I realized I got to go in there. So I went in there. I asked one of the cashiers. They said, I go, where the manager? And he, I went upstairs. I said, man, I used to live like right on Montgomery Street. I came in here, stole a lot of stuff. I'm in the program recovery. This is one of the things we do. How about 55 bucks? So the guy was freaking surprised. I gave him the 55 bucks. I walked out there and I never thought about Rossi's market again. <laughs> so this was what happens. The way I was dealing with the past, I was a storage unit for the past. Yeah. All that space was occupied by these undealt with shit. Yeah. And then all the guilt and shame and everything else that hovers around it. Yeah. My whole life was stuffed with it. It was like the huge elephant in the room. 
And I started to, my life started to reclaim the space it had given over to this disease, yeah? So I was very keen after the results that were happening to do all the amends. So, uh, and the ones like, you know, uh, you know, I had some women I did something with and they lived in Europe. I didn't think I was that important to fly to Europe and go to Belgium and find where they lived. I just wrote a letter and I put it in my nightstand, you know, like a, an amend letter that I would have sent to them if I knew where they were. And uh, yeah, so I felt it very, very powerful. And of course, uh, a lot of what fills self is empty space, occupied by all this shit, yeah? When you take the stuffing out of it, there's nothing there, really. The idea of Paul, yeah? When I took the past out of it, it uh, it's casting of a shadow got very, very weak. Yeah. And I felt so different, man. I felt like my life came back to me, really. I guess I was just uh, a lot of that Alain Vital, a lot of that life energy had been fucking uh, ransomed off and extorted off. Yeah. So step nine was very powerful. Yeah. And then I saw that statement, you know, you know, People step on our toes suddenly, you know, seemingly without provocation. But if you just look into it, you'll see there was a decision made from self. Yeah. Yeah. Self or fear. So I saw, I started to see how my life was peppered through with self's life. Yeah. And self was, uh, by looking at my life, I got to see its role in it. Yeah. And that's why I feel a lot of people go out is because of the parasite that has us, it doesn't want you to look at your role in things because you will inevitably see its role in things if you're given the right understanding to see it. Yeah, You'll definitely see uh, that fabric of existence, that fear that runs through the fabric of existence will stand out when you do this, these processes. Yeah, you'll recognize uh, a lot. So Yes, that's been my uh, thing with the ninth step. I had another one too, which is another amazing thing. When I did the inventory process, I had two outstanding warrants in uh, Alameda, which is not far from San Francisco. And I had been in the jail in Alameda, this place called Santa Rita, just for one night. And I did not want to go back there. It was a nasty fucking place to me. So I did the inventory, I did the, uh, and uh, I told the guy, I'm not doing it. I don't want to go to jail. And he says, all right, all right, just put it on the side. Yeah, don't deal with it now. And then I just practiced the program. And then a year later, some lady and I get meet, and I didn't know it, but she was an assistant DA in San Francisco. And she had looked at my record before she I became a viable boyfriend and she told me hey you got these two outstanding warrants for your arrest <laughs> and I'll help you with them yeah and so that which I knew in the deepest part of me I would never deal with a year later after the workings of recovery I was willing to do it yeah there you go that's the, 
much I can say about it. Yeah. No, I appreciate um, it. Paul. Um, real quick, and I'll let the other ones chime in that are behind me. You know, you talk about uh, the story of the guy that's carrying all the weight, and uh, yeah. and and he jumps on the train, and then the guy comes sees him and says, "Hey, man, you know you can put that back down." And that's kind of you know, if I take where I am in the process, it's kind of, and I think this where the steps are help have helped me is. Uh, becoming okay with self and saying, okay, you know, you're over there, you know, you good, you cool, and and not having it, you know, acting up all the time and 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 trying to, you know, create all this noise and distraction uh, as it has been up until uh, now. So that's kind of how I'm seeing it. But, yeah. Well, the thing is, all you need, see, to try to entertain possibilities with that fucking thing sitting on you. Is, it's going to limit it. But once you get some relief, a lot of possibilities become available. Yes? Yeah. And remember, this is a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. In other words, it's appearing to be true or false. And so its truth or its falsehood is based on us. Yeah? Yeah? Us. So the program is going to change us. So we're going to be able to see what's true and what's seemingly true. And a lot of the shit that's seemingly true ain't true. <laughs> yeah. And things get cleared up. Yeah. yeah. And a new attitude and an outlook is available and a new freedom and a new happiness for sure. Yeah. Hmm. Thanks, Donovan. Paul, well, we have uh, two more hands up. All right. Uh, let's see. We got uh, Jason in San Diego. If you want to unmute yourself. Yeah. Did that work? Yeah. I can hear you. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> well, first off, uh, Paul, I'm happy for you for the 34 years. That's awesome. Uh, appreciate everything that's been said today. Um, my question has to do with um, I, I just took a a fifth step on last Thursday with a guy that is taking me through this very process of this is the self. These are manifestations of self. And he actually, at some points, he'd have me just reread what I, what I read to him and say, okay, now let's look at it from the point of view of self. And after doing that for quite a while and, and listening to you and going through this process, I'm at the point now where it feels like, like I'm flipping on the new pair of glasses and then and on come the old pair of glasses again, like old glasses on, new glasses on, and I see that it's self, and then it's, no, it's me. And any suggestions on the process of the non-identification non with this developing? Well, something informs you that you put the old ones on. Okay. Yeah. See, you're yeah. not that. You can see that with the new pair of glasses. Oh. And so when something says, oh, I put the old pair of glasses on, you're not going to just uh, start from that. You're going to see it. it may not be true. Yeah. You see what I mean? See, the head works very fast, obviously, selfie. Yeah. So here you go. You have a new pair of glasses. And then 
something changes and something somewhere in the head sooner or later says, uh, oh, I'm wearing the old pair of glasses again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's not you. Yeah. That's not you. That's coming from the old pair of glasses. The old pair of glasses, while off, is trying to say, I'm on. <laughs> yeah. You have to, you have to buy it for it to be seemingly true. Yeah. If you mm -hmm. don't buy it, you'll just, you will just hear, oh, it has informed me while I'm wearing new pair of glasses that I put on the old pair of glasses. That's not true. <laughs> I wow. have the new glasses on. Yeah. Yeah. So don't believe everything it says. Yeah. <laughs> it's like wow. the police thief thing. So, all right, the new pair of glasses, the old pair of glasses. And then the head is what used to tell you you've always had the old pair of glasses. And it will keep telling you you have the, the old pair of glasses while you're wearing the new pair of glasses. You just can't. The point is, is it's probably not going to stop doing that. You just got to see it's not you. Yeah. Yeah. In other words, yeah. I go to L.A. and then something tells me you're back in Omaha. Well, if I look around, I have a pretty good bit of evidence to know I'm in L.A. So I say I look at that as bullshit in a way yeah so the head is constantly going to keep saying you're doing something or do, wearing the old glasses when you're not yeah hmm. yeah see you can't let it be the authority of your condition because it will make one up yeah <laughs> yeah so the yeah. faith is in the new pair of glasses that allows you to see it telling you, you put on the old glasses. Yeah. And therefore you don't live as if you put it on the old glasses, searching for the new glasses. Yeah. You just, you go through that little storm and you're still wearing the new glasses. Yeah. 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 After a while, it's, it's uh, less and less work, not more work. Yeah. Yeah, because the point is your new pair of glasses are really about your eyes and you don't take those off, do you? No. No. So no. you can always see the old pair of glasses from the new eyes and the new eyes have always been there, always available at all times. They're the, what we call the spirit, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Real eyes, real eyes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Hmm. The head tells you all day, oh, you're really fucked. You know, it just brings out the old guns out of the blue. You're fucked, you know. That used to have a lot of weight like 25, 8, 30 years ago. But now, now it's sort of like, come on, you don't got anything else? Yeah. Well, you're really fucked, you know. <laughs> it's like listening to a crazy radio station, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You're not even tuned into it. It just breaks in every once in a while. Says some outlandish shit. Yeah. WTF. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is our tuning into it is because we think it's K-Paul. You know, it's not. It's not an informational news outlet. 
that we rely on. It's fucking propaganda. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. This is, if you come to the non-duality talks, we go more into this because you see the identification happens very fast and the head, that which seems to talk up here, yeah, informs us uh, of things that aren't true. Yeah, we take them to be true quite a lot because we've swallowed the first thing, which is we believe that voice is ours and it has a lot to say about us. It's not ours. Yeah. It's like a it's like a propaganda station. Yeah. 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 So. Our station is at the pause. There's not a lot of this is not a talk show radio station. Yeah, we are, yes. We're like on a vibrational level, if you want to call it that. Yeah? Yeah. So the head could tell, say tons of shit. Oh. <laughs> I mean, she, she, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, there's a huge difference between listening and hearing. Yeah. Hearing is going to happen because we're awake, conscious. But listening is a different story. Hopefully you get weaned off of listening by realizing it's not you. I find that's the, it works, yeah? So, huh. so therefore, when it's uh, insinuating or implying it's you, and it's now going to talk about you as you, you the first you, you don't, it's not buying anymore, yeah? Yeah. So you take away its whole platform, really, and then you see a lot of the silliness and bullshit of its message. Yeah, the problem resides in the head. It's your, it's talking to us. Yeah, it is now. The dilemma is to have it talk as you. If it talks as you to you, you're pretty much a goner. <laughs> we're not we can't seem to stop it talking to us but we can definitely see that it's not talking as us that's what allows you to hear it and not listen to it yes it's very important really that little statement yeah talking to but not as going to talk yeah but what makes it seem to be heard more is if it's taken to be us yeah we're working at that point we're not saying this is never going to play another tune again in your head yeah we're saying it's not you playing that tune in your head it's not you informing you that you put on the old glasses it's not you that is not you it's not established as you it's a mental variation going off. Yeah. 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 That's spiritual eyes. You see, you see the mental from the spiritual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we are a spirit, I would say, not of thing, not of mental. Yeah. So now you start seeing hmm. 
not from Jason, because you're not Jason. <laughs> you see from what you are. Yeah. Yeah. And all a lot what you see is about what you're not, really. <laughs> That's what happens. Yeah. And now you have a understanding to uh not give it so much weight. Yeah. And then yeah. shit that used to come and stay for 30 years just comes and goes now. Yeah. It doesn't have any place to land because its landing is on you. The idea it's you. The idea it's you. Yes. That allows all the shit to pile up. We're taking we're questioning that you. We're not talking about the packages. We're speaking about the palette, so to speak, that's holding it all. Yeah. Mm. If you're not that, yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't sign for all the deliveries, there's going to be less deliveries. I'm, I swear they are. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you know, if the delivery says to self and you're living as self, you're going to sign for the delivery. We're question. We've cut off the self idea. Yeah. So if the, if it's a delivery to self, far out, it has nothing to do with me. <laughs> <laughs> Return the sender. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So exactly. Two days. Yeah. It's quicker than a two day Amazon thing. <laughs> <You're> just, <laughs> The guy oh, comes God. off the truck, he goes with, he comes back to the truck with the package. It never gets delivered. He <laughs> <laughs> <It> keeps trying. <laughs> oh, no, it'll keep trying. It'll change. Yeah. Oh, it'll put Fed Express on it. It'll take, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, it'll change the, the vehicle that it delivers it in, but it's. Uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> send, send, yeah, return to sender. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. I'm, I'm, I'm tempting to, by picturing it, relay a feeling of it. Yeah. The feeling yeah. of it is that you used to just believe in, you don't. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah. Yeah. And something continues. Yeah. You see the, uh, self is more like an appendage or an extension selfing than mm -hmm. the, the heart and soul and the cause. It's just, uh, it's an attribute and an activity. It's not the source or the cause. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's it. Thanks, Jason. Yeah. Nice thanks, to see Paul. You. Yeah, you too. Yeah. Again, happy for you. Those 34 years. That's awesome. Everybody oh, yeah. counts. Yeah, man. Yes. God bless. First day of spring. Oh. Yes. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, it's symbolic. Spring. Yes. Spring is sprung. Yeah. All yes. right. I'm going to mute. Spring got here I am, an old weathered bush. <laughs> All right, who else? Anyone? Uh, we got uh, one more hand up, Paul. 
It's uh, Lucas. And if you can unmute yourself. Hey, Paul, Lucas here. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't really have a question for you as much as I wanted to thank you because I'm uh, new back into recovery again and uh, doing step work because it's suggested for me to do and I see that it works with other people. Um, but the other day I was listening to your stuff. Uh, I've been listening for a couple of days and for a couple of days it seemed like a lot of rambling and I couldn't get it. And then it just kind of made sense and you were talking, you had a story about um, picking up a disposable camera and looking through it and seeing the world through the disposable camera and not being able, forgetting that you're looking through it and then putting lenses on it, trying to clear it up and still forgetting that you're looking through that little lens. And just for the briefest of seconds, I got this realization of like, Wow. Well, I was walking around the pond and all of a sudden I wasn't listening to you anymore. And I was experiencing the, 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 the mother nature. And uh, it was like, I saw that, that break where the experience is perverted by me, by the experiencer and how I was somewhere in there. There was me and then there was not me but me as well. It was an interesting experience. Yeah. But uh, so it opened up this whole idea of, you know, maybe I don't know what I think I know. Maybe there's a whole lot more. And I love those things. I love it when that happens because the world just seems to open up even bigger, you know? And uh, that's what I need a lot is some hope because I didn't have any for a long time. So I just want to thank you for that. And uh, congratulations on all that time. And your journey is appreciated and uh, you know you you got me and shook my brain up a little bit it touched you know it's uh, a part that I'm not normally messing with and uh kind of rattled it alive so I appreciate that so keep doing what you're doing man good job well thank you that's a nice description of yeah that's awesome yeah it's funny through all the minutiae during a day, and then you have one of those moments. Uh, it just rings so clear, and it can ring the rest of your life, actually. So yeah. All right, anyone else, Jack G? Uh, someone had the hand up, but lowered it. Richard Nixon. I don't know if he still wants to ask you a question, or let's see. No. He dealt yeah, with it. Yeah, he, he dealt with it with um, Jason. Uh, okay. Okay. Great. Thanks. See you, Richard. Yeah. And that's it, Paul. All right. That's cool. Kelly, how are you there? So, Kelly, you're a friend of Zoe. Oh, great. Yeah, <laughs> I'm better. Oh, good. 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 Happy to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry I missed you. Well, you didn't miss anything. It was yes, nice. <laughs> nice to see Zoe and Malkin and yeah, very nice. Well, thanks. Now, now we know each other somewhat. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. We got Don O right next to you. Nice to see you, Don. Walter. 
from the Netherlands. Joseph, France, nice to see you. Jacob and Alex in Seattle, nice to see the two on the West Coast. Stefan on having never left as always. Tommy, Jason W, San Diego. Thank you, Jason. Richard Nixon, Jack G. Roman, you got my message, Roman. I found two other people. Thank you for the heads up. They never sent me an email, the uh, the people who set up the thing, whatever. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. um, let's see who else we got. Oh, Bill, Bill from Delaware. Nice to see you, Bill. Oh, Jesse, you got a haircut, yeah? Ah, looking good. Oh, you got it up there. Just ah. tied up. <clears throat> it's looking good there. We got Michael Stee, Michael Stacy. Oh, here's this is like the this would be the middle of the batting order. Michael Stacy, then Mickey Smith, and then clean up Nina. There you go. Wow. And then Donovan comes in. Yes. We got Chris as the big reliever. There he is from Mammoth. Nice to see you, Chris. Jono from the UK. Ah, nice to see Jono. Always a pleasure. Kaiser, he's got a big mask on and stuff. Yeah, there he is. Got we got PK living at large in Long Island City. <laughs> yeah, we got Annette. Uh, Legio King Baby. Yep. Uh, let's see. We got oh, Oliver. Another Oliver. No, Oliver in Berlin. Cena, Akted, Ashley, Nika. Uh, who else there? Uh, oh, Nika just appeared on the camera. Nice to see you. Where are you from, Nika? Um, well, at the moment I'm in Hungary. Friends recommended to, or they told me about you. And uh, yeah, <laughs> lovely to meet you. Oh, great. Nice to meet you, Nika. Yeah, nice to meet you too. Always welcome. Thank we have you. a net. There's a net there. I see her. And uh, yeah, everyone else, thank you for coming. We'll be here today. At 4.30 Pacific time, we do a, a talk on non-duality. Uh, it's on the website under Zambishlap's events. That's at 4.30 Pacific time every Tuesday, and then Wednesday night and everything else. And then Thursday, recovery again, same time. Yep, see you all. Thank you. Nina, Thank you, nice Paul. to be here. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Paul. Yep. Thank you, Paul.